You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Lynn Molitor, and joining me in the quad today is Azure Mahara. Hello. Tim Muma. Hey, everybody. And Jacqueline Peterson. Hi, everyone. So I want to start off today by paying homage to grandparents. So here's our first topic. How is the work you do today the same or different than the work your grandparents do or did? And do you think you picked up any work-related traits from a grandparent? So I'm going to jump in and answer my question first. (laughs) So my grandfather actually uh, worked in a steel forging factory. And it was very hot in there. It was loud. He worked with fire pounding metal or something. And um, I went and got a computer programming degree. So Same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice and quiet. <laughs> so I think we're on um, se- separate ends of the spectrum. To tell you the truth, I don't even know if my grandfather knows what a cubicle is, where I've spent the majority of my life. <laughs> oh, geez. So <laughs> I... Um, I think uh, he definitely prepared life for me to make my life better. Um, I was the first one in my family to graduate from college. So our, um, our type of work was night and day different. But I think the traits I took away from him were he uh, was very meticulous and quality was important to him both at work and at home. So I think I took... I took that from him, and the one thing I do know I took from him was um, he was always on time, and on time always meant five to ten minutes early. So that's the one thing, like, I always like to be on time for a meeting, not two minutes late. (laughs) So So, do you practice that same philosophy then, is on time for you five to ten minutes early? Yes, that is true. So if you're right on time, is that late to you? Yes. Okay. Does <laughs> Unfortunately, it, does I married someone who thinks on time is anywhere between one and ten minutes later. <laughs> who, who is that person? Does he have a name or a, a position here he'll, at all? He'll, he'll go un, un, <laughs> oh, okay. unnamed. All right. I wasn't sure. We have to protect those who can't be here to defend themselves. Oh. <laughs> How true. Lynn, do you um, – because for me, I'm always early for work. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a family function, I'm always late. Like they'll <laughs> tell me, my family will tell me it starts at 1.30 when it really starts at like 2.30. Oh, really? <laughs> and do you show up at 2.30? Yeah. yeah. So you're on time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would, so do that, I would do that with my dad because, you know, if I had to get to a sporting event or something, you know, an hour before to warm up, he'd always be late. So I would tell him a half hour earlier. And I don't know to this day if he really knows that. So dad, if you're <laughs> he listening, <knows> now. <laughs> sorry, but I, I had to do it. So. <clears throat> But does it? Is it universal for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's how You're I like to be. always early for everything? Well, I try. I'm not always early. But Jacqueline's right. It upsets me when I'm <laughs> not early. It, um, my husband is the same way. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny, though. We're talking about work here. Um, I always like to show up, like, no earlier than three minutes before the meeting starts because I've, I, I feel like if I'm the first person in the meeting and I'm just sitting there, it's like, I don't want someone to walk by and be like, well, she should be working. <laughs> but you always have to remember someone has to be first. I know. I, don't, I do not like to be the first person. In my stand-up meetings, I'm always the last person there. <laughs> but you're on time. Yeah. That's all that counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So what I, about some of your other grandparents? Um, I think my grandma was a waitress for a really long time. And growing up, whenever I would go anywhere, any restaurants with her, she's really like picky about our waitresses. So in college, when I waitressed, um, I think that I was a really good waitress because (laughs) it's like, oh, I don't want to make that grandma mad. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess she made me uh, a little bit of a harder worker in that aspect. So she was actually harder on people in the same profession that she was in. Oh, yeah. She, like, didn't give them, like, a, oh, they've got a lot of tables today. Like, we'll give them a break. Like. You can pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> My glass has been empty for 10 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that was a good impersonation of your grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full of them. <laughs> I think the hardest part, I mean, you mentioned how it's different. Clearly, we're such more in an information age and technology and you know, like my grandpa, I know he worked on railroad lines at times. And, you know, nowadays that's so different in terms of how often it's used and, and what you go into. So I think it's hard to relate. And I don't, I don't know specifically that I took things from them. Um, you know, my grandma, uh, for instance, she actually had multiple sclerosis, so she didn't work. But a lot of what it did help teach is, you know, we all kind of helped in to take care of her, learn new things. So sort of in a, a backwards way picked up on that, you know, be versatile, do what you can to help out, um, even from a younger age. And did I always know exactly what I was doing or, or do it right? Probably not. But the idea was just being able to help each other out, um, you know, and just that, that work ethic can go in anywhere. But I think that's always the hardest thing to compare, you know, especially grandparents, this idea that so much of our work is information and almost abstract to a certain extent where they, you could really see it, what they were doing, the, the physical toll it took. And kind of to your point, a lot of what they did, along with soldiers and whatnot, that's what allows us to be where we're at today. Because without that hard work in the beginning, who knows where we would end it up. So right. I think that's a big takeaway, what you said, just that they their work kind of allowed us to do what we do, which is, in general, most of us, a lot easier, especially physically, than, than what they had to go through. I know. Like air conditioning, I always think of no. that. Oof. Yeah, we do take a lot of that for granted. Really. Right, Yeah. <laughs> My uh, grandparents on my mom's side, my grandpa was a construction worker, and my grandma, his wife, worked at um, in a factory. She used to make missiles. Oh. So, um, I, you know, I can't really think of anything kind of what Tim said that I took away from them, but I think from my grandma's, my grandmother's perspective is that she worked. She wasn't a stay-at-home mom. She had oh, four. Oh, that's true. Um, and then my, gra- my great-grandmother, her mom, lived in the house with them and, and would help care for the kids. So I think what I took away from my grandma probably most is that, um, you know, you pull your weight too and you add value and you help. You don't just necessarily help with the kids. You kind of go out and do it. And for, you know, years and years ago when uh, most women stayed at home, it was a little bit different perspective. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Oh, yeah, and your grandmother worked as well, Azure. She did. She was a, she was a host. She you know, and, and my mom's the same way. And anytime anybody's at the house, it's like hands on. And I think that that helps helped me in my career. And and no matter what I did, because it always made me, um, I guess, treat coworkers or people that came in, depending on the profession or um, job that I had. You know, like I was the host. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Oh. Well, thank you, grandparents, for paving the way for all of us. Right. <laughs> so, Azure, what are we going to talk about next? Well, we're going to talk about coworker pet peeves. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> no names, right? Yeah, no names. That's the rule? No okay. Just checking. So, personally, um, I think that I was trying to think, you know, what some of the things that I've gotten upset 
or irritated with in in the past couple of years. And I think the two that I would say is cleaning up after coworkers. Oh, like, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah, <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like you go, I you know you go into the the kitchen and you grab a bowl and it's got crusted oatmeal on it because somebody halfway washed it or <laughs> they leave their dirty coffee cup just sitting on the counter for somebody else to clean it's so annoying this is a professional setting clean up after well, yourself my favorite is when someone brings in a dish to share let's say i don't know donuts or something and there's one donut left and you know someone goes and grabs the one donut <laughs> and then you go back in there later to fill up your coffee cup or whatever and the box is there with no donuts oh <laughs> right it's like you couldn't have thrown it throw away, it away. <laughs> yeah we're you not saving it <laughs> seriously yeah and i think the other um thing that that drives me a little bit nuts is i mean you can go on the whole other side of the the, the person that made the dress code a necessity oh, but then there's always the person <laughs> that constantly breaks it Oh, you know, that it's just like, okay, right. We would all like to wear, you know, a tank top to work. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't, for the record, wear a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ladies, Tim, I don't feel know free. that we want to see you in a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go. Tim, what's your pet peeve? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty laid back, so I don't really get bothered too much. But, you know, the thing I always talk to with people is like if, if there is an issue whether it be something small or major like I'd prefer you just come to me than having to you know hear it through the grapevine when usually the information's kind of I don't know not not full you don't get the full effect of it. it's like if I am if I'm bugging you with I don't know maybe talking over a cubicle maybe that's something <laughs> if that's bothering you just let me know I'm not saying shout back like can you please stop you know just just let me know in private or whatever but um you know, and I think it goes back to even when I was teaching, so many times you'd hear from kids like, you know, so-and-so does this, so-and-so does that. And you don't know what the truth is. You don't know what the real story is. So that's always just the biggest thing. I prefer it to be out there. And I know part of it is people don't want to hurt each other's feelings. You don't know how to approach it. And I get that because I'm that way too. But you know, I'd rather just, just let me know like, hey, um, you know, I don't like it when you sneak up to my cubicle and, and scare me <laughs> like that. So, you know, I, I I get that. Like, I'd rather you tell me and I'll try to remember and, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, forget. But uh, That's I, fair. So is it like a mix of gossiping and tattling? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I get It's just more like I'd rather just be out there. I mean, and not in a way, obviously, it's like, oh, I, I can't stand you to do this. And I'm not a, like a public display. Just just let me know. Like, I'd prefer it that way. And I, I ho- I'm not going to say I always do that either because I, I'm uncomfortable in that, like, letting you know what I don't like. But I try, I think. Um, <laughs> At least if you try. But now everybody knows. So anyone who listens and is around me or whatever, just, hey. Watch out. <laughs> no, I'm saying more just, if you got an issue, just let me know. That's fine. I don't care. We don't have any issues with you, Tim. Well, <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. As you know, we have a show called Nobody's Perfect. So I know, yes, we all make mistakes, including me. So, you know, let me know. Okay. What about um, you, Lynn? You know, it was interesting how uh, Tim brought up about yelling over the cubicle wall. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, does that bother? I'm just curious. Does that bother anyone? I am a culprit. I will raise my hand right now. I, I yell over the cube wall all oh, the so time. Oh, so do I. Mm-hmm. Tim, be honest. Does it bother you? I, no, I mean, I don't really care. Honestly, for me, it's more like I'm about to do it. And I wonder, okay, am I going to disturb even that person I'm asking? You know, because I don't know what you're doing. But then it's like... Well, do I shoot them an instant message then, or do I walk over there, which that might irritate people? So, it's <laughs> it, there's no way. I mean, if you guys all don't care, I'll just yell over the cubicle. I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. totally yell over I the cubicle. <laughs> so do I. I don't know. It's like um, to me, it's like almost like a sign of 
camaraderie with my cube mates, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, you know, we're all in this together. But I mean, we all, I think we can all kind of pick up on the clues then when, you know, oh, someone's on the phone or, you know, mm. we need to be quiet because they're recording in the radio studio. <laughs> That's actually my biggest pet peeve. What? Is when people are like obnoxiously loud. Oh, yeah. See, I don't mind like talking over cubes. We're asking a few, but when I'm in the middle of a project or something, and then there's like cackling. Um, <laughs> cackling. One time, <laughs> one time, Azure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be determined. Oh, she said cackling. <laughs> one time, Azure and I were working, and I mean, it just got so loud, and because we our offices are close to the lunch area, and so and that's great that people are enjoying themselves. But I think the people who are having lunch over there should probably understand that there are still some people working and it was it was beyond the 12 to 1 period too i mean yeah they had taken a lunch 15 20 minutes later or whatever so. yeah oh that's funny it was <laughs> it, it happened a little bit today too did you hear it did get loud yeah, today. Yeah, I was, I was about to say something, but I didn't. <laughs> See, the only time I did say something that one day is because somebody, they were, there was a recording going on in the studio. Yeah. So, yeah. That, otherwise, I'd Kinda gotta pick your let battles. it go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, just being, I think, aware of your coworkers and what's going on. And if you're being really loud or just really chatty. Do you guys get, ever have that person that will come up to you and just talk to you and be like, oh, how was your day? Is there, you know, and then they'll tell you like a 20 minute story about their weekend and you're just like, mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, like staring at your I'd clock. I'd like to get back like, to work here. Don't yeah. ask any questions. <laughs> just just like, no follow up questions. Why did I say hello? <laughs> <laughs> right. If the person is kind of non responsive, then that should be a clue that they're not really engaged with the story. Do you ever do like the half body turn where your hands are still on the keyboard <laughs> oh my God. and you're like, it's a great like, move. I like Oh, I totally do it. Uh I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Shaking my head. All right. (laughs) Or when when you're on the phone and somebody comes into your office or your cubicle and they're like, hey, real quick, I know you're on the phone. And then they'll (laughs) tell you something. You What? (laughs) I just didn't hear anything you just said because I'm paying attention to whoever's on my phone. So that, I guess that's that's another one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is just have patience. Um... You know, if somebody's yes. obviously truly bothering you, harassing you, or you don't feel comfortable going, you know, directly to that person, you know, take to upper, upper management. But I, I think I agree with Tim. Otherwise, just go tell the person. Right. And you yeah. can say it nicely. I mean, you don't have to be mean. You can still say it nicely. Yeah. Yes. So, well, that wraps up, uh, I think, pet peeves. Tim, what do you got for us? Uh, you know, I looked at a couple things, and I thought about doing a story on this, but it just intrigued me a little bit that um, a place called Payscale.com did a, a survey with a bunch of workers and asked them, is, is your job making the world a better place or a worse place? And so they found out which people thought that their jobs made it a worse place. And number one, interestingly, was fast food worker. And the idea is that, you know, they're contributing to health problems. And, you know, in a way, there's an addiction with that, too, with, the, you know, with salt and fat and that sort of thing. Um, but then I had things like gaming dealers because that's, you know, you have the addiction, to, you know, gambling, uh, people losing their money, telemarketers who are interrupting people during dinner time and trying to sell them stuff they don't need or want, uh, TV news director, which is a little near and dear to my heart because the whole idea where they're showing violence and instilling fear and all this kind of stuff. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the idea. Wow. Um, but my question more with all that is in any of your jobs or, or maybe maybe it wasn't even a job of your own, just in general thought, like do you put any consideration into is what I'm doing making the world a better place, or am I is and what I'm doing making it a, a worse place? I mean, some jobs obviously it's pretty obvious, but 
I mean, do you look for ways and meaning? I know Lynn, you and I kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of your thought with that. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting with the fast food worker. I like take it upon myself to fully support them. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you and consume the yes. meal? Okay. I've never met a fast food restaurant I haven't liked. <laughs> so I was a little shocked when you said that was the number one. Well, yeah, they, they make plenty of people happy, don't get me wrong, but apparently right. there's yeah. some At very, what cost? yeah, I mean, and some of them actually think about that, which I would have never, I mean, it really wouldn't have crossed my mind, but I mean. Yeah, well, especially that one, it's kind of like. I look at them as making my life easier and better because at the end of the day, you know, you don't I have swing to cook. through. Yeah. 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 And, and really, who is that on? Is that on the, the fast food worker or is that the, it's on the person? Yeah, I mean, know? that's what Lynn and I talked about is, you right. know, just personal responsibility. I mean, you, you have the different people that say, oh, everyone else should worry about you. Well, how about you worry about yourself with that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it both ways. I, but like you said, it's, it's just kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, that, that was totally interesting. You know, even like with the gambling one and like, okay, I can – I can definitely understand that, but I'm like with you. It's like, you know, uh, all in moderation. That should be up to the person, you know, right. not the and, and oh, person is just trying to make a living, mm-hmm. you know, any way that they can. And so, I don't know. Like you have um, casinos or bartenders, I guess. Were, that that was know. number five. That was the fifth <laughs> oh, oh, most okay. uh, employee that said, you know, making it worse out there. Well. I disagree. Um, <laughs> Were you a bartender? <laughs> I was a bartender. Oh, okay. Um, but, okay, first of all, gambling. Casinos have all these rules and regulations. They have security. If somebody does have a problem, um, you know, they ban them. They ban them from the casino. Um, you can do self-bans where if you lose a lot of money, you can go up and say, I'm banned. And they will not let you in, even if you try to lift that ban for a year. Um, um, so there are different regulations involved for you know, people that have addiction problems in that area. Same thing with a bartender. I mean, a bartender, I guess, would have even more power because it's completely up to the bartender's discretion if they want to serve somebody. I mean, you can just tell somebody you're not going to serve them. <laughs> you don't have to. I, and that's yeah. it, you know? <laughs> I so, think I think with both of those, I mean, uh, the, the reason they may feel that way is because, yes, you're right, they have those things in place and a good bartender, I guess you could say, is looking out for that. But, you know, there are ways around that. And the idea of, like, you know, friends buying some drinks and then obviously they take them over there, that sort of thing. Or with the gambling, some people don't realize they have an addiction. Or, you know, right. I, read, I read some stories of a dealer saying, you know, he could just see on that person's face like they could not afford to lose, you know, all they put That's in so there. Sad. And, I mean, and again, it, it is on that person personal responsibility. I mean, I completely get that. And, and I'm not saying all workers feel this way. And... Um, you know, I don't know how that affects their job, right? They're still working there. I guess if they really want to take a stand, they wouldn't work there. So there's a there's a balance. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying too, that there are things to try to help in those regards. But clearly some people just think still like, I, I'm not helping society in this way, which I do wonder then. Well, it's like working. I guess it comes down to like your beliefs and morals. Like, do you want to go work for a tobacco industry or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff uh-huh. like that? Right. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, one thing that I look for when I'm working is um, that internal fulfillment of am I giving back in some way. And um, for me, that's what is important as far as like am I helping someone else in some way and somehow. And I think that's where I, I get my gratification from. Um, but I, you know, to your point, Tim, I was reading a book uh, a couple weeks ago and it had tobacco industry as one of the um, organizations that, you know, people don't want to work for. And I and uh-huh. I related. I was like, yeah, I don't think that I could actually go work for a tobacco company. I really don't. Well, even yeah, that, that's an interesting one. You, I mean, what about companies that don't recycle? 
I mean, I mean, I know it's not affecting a certain person, you know. You could collect it at your cube and take it at home. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, then you know, then it, you know, for people out there that um, right feel like, oh, you know, are anti bartenders or you know, tobacco industry, and I'm not saying, you know that I'm a supporter of the tobacco <laughs> industry, but <laughs> I'm just saying that the, I think that it is. It's, it's it's all about your own self-control. And I'm, I guess, a really strong believer in that. And if somebody does have a problem, you know, that's what the rules and the regulations are involved in. How is that any different than, a com- like I said, a company that doesn't recycle or, you know, has a lot of pollution, you know, a trucking company that decides to, you know, I don't know, pollute the air. (laughs) (laughs) No, it makes sense. I think, you know, with with these, obviously, it's a little more obvious, I guess you would say, uh, that that you could understand it once maybe you talk through it a little bit. Um, But, yeah, to your point, anytime you're looking into a company, you probably should be doing, if that stuff matters to you, you should be researching just like we talk about with other things. You should research about the company. Um, You know, I was related to people who have certain, like, moral views. You know, they're not going to work at those places. So it it pretty much makes sense. Um, Jacqueline, you had a, a idea also as far as a, yeah. a nice topic. Here. I want to sort of switch gears here and uh, talk about holidays. The holidays are coming up, and a lot of organizations have different company culture. Ours here, I mean, we spend a lot of time, um, you know, getting into the festivities, and we have, uh, you know, decorate your workspace, you know, wear holiday outfits and whatnot. And um, one of those things is we do a secret Santa, or we give gifts to each other. And I just wanted to know what your what are your thoughts on holiday gifts for coworkers? Like, first, do you do them? Um, and just sort of what are your thoughts about it all together? I know that I usually do it for my team and I try to set like a little, a little budget, but then I see other managers that don't. So I was just sort of curious, like, what do you guys do or think or? Actually, this was always an interesting one for me and my, uh, at the last place I worked with, uh, you know, there were a group of us managers. I mean, I'll take that one first. Um, the size of our groups were always different. You know, so like one one year, the size of my group was actually 50 people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. You're going to have to do like a group gift. Just get one of those tins of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I was, I kind of felt sad that year because, you know, I had a, yeah, it was all based on my own personal budget. So I kind of right. had to a, had a slim it down. But I always did like to give um, a group gift uh, or individual gifts if I could. Or uh, what I did do was I took my team out for a holiday lunch. Okay. And we always enjoyed that. But sometimes I would do um, a little St. Nick's gift. And it was interesting the first time I did a St. Nick's gift because a lot of people were like, what's this? <laughs> what's St. <Saint> Nick's? <laughs> and I didn't even know what St. Nick's was, but they like their little sock of candy. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I always like to... Just a little something. Yeah. I'm thinking of you around the holidays. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I think on the flip side of that, um, if, if you are a manager and you're going to give a gift... And you're going to give it um, – because this has actually happened to me. Um, I was I was part-time, and the the my manager gave everybody full-time, and I was their only part-time <laughs> so I was in school. She gave everybody else a gift for, for the holidays and on the same day that I was there. And it was just kind of like, okay, that's okay. kind of weird. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, I mean, it's different, I guess – 
you know, depending, but if you're going to, and it was something small. I mean, it was like a card and like some Did candy. Did she give it to you or was it the company who no, gave it? No, it was the, oh, it the was manager. Oh. Yeah, she gave like a card and a little bit of candy. Um, so it she, was, I mean, we're not, we're talking like five bucks here. Right. Na- <laughs> probably not even, you know. Like, oh, you didn't deserve 250 in candy. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of employee was she? But the thing is, is all summer I had been full time, you know, so it's not like oh. I hadn't had a lot of vested time there. Um, but I mean, this, this was probably, I mean, it was years and years and years ago, but, um, it, <laughs> how old are you? Asher? <laughs> it was, it but was, it sent you the wrong message. It did. And I was like, okay, well that, that was weird. So I think that if you're in a management position, you should, if you're going to buy yeah. for anybody under you, you should buy for everybody under you, not just picking right. out like who you like who you because <laughs> right. oh, that's how I felt I was like well this person obviously doesn't like me <laughs> oh, I'm sorry Azure I don't think it's okay that's I'm all sad <laughs> that's a good that is I mean for people listening it is it, that's a good thing to well yeah and I'm sure there's been people on the same you know boat that you've been in and it's kind of like well what is my worth here geez yeah I mean it's different I think if it's like a company thing um, like, especially if it's like a company, like Christmas bonus or something like that, that's different to me, right. you know, but if it's like your direct report, that's like just doing it's something. It's a more intimate relationship. Yeah. Sure. You know, a lot of the, I mean, the different places I worked, if they did, like everyone did participate in Secret Santa, I mean, I would participate in it and it was very minor and, uh, you know, some people did different things where they just give a gift card or maybe they would try to figure out, okay, what do they like to find something in their cubicle that, that might work or their <laughs> office. Um, but for the most part, when that wasn't in play, or even if it was, I would end up doing something just myself and like the person I worked with, con- you know, really consistently. So teaching, it was like with the teaching aid that I had, um, you know, with uh, the other position I was at, it was myself and another s- reporter slash producer that really worked closely together. So that's kind of where we kept it. But one idea that I was, I, I thought was interesting was, uh, and I don't can't think of the name of it, but his family did it and he did it at a previous company where you literally go to your house or wherever you live and um, you try to find just the most random odd thing and you find a way to make it relate to that person so like he found some like cassette tape of gee I don't even know it was like vanilla ice or something I don't know <laughs> something random and gave it and gave it to a co-worker who you know had jokingly in the past said that that was one of his favorite songs you know it's just a way to say like hey I, I pay attention a little bit and you know uh, it's, it's more of a camaraderie thing than an actual gift and hopefully then you stay away from those situations of <laughs> <laughs> well, they got she got this, and I didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, I don't want to make Azure upset. So, um, but I thought that was a neat idea, and, it, and so I I get it. Like you said, there's a lot of you know you have to be a little careful with things, but sure. I think if you have a, a policy or you know a certain amount, or if if you're, if you're a manager, just making sure everyone's involved in a way, I, I think it, it it's fine. Um, you know, staying away from some sort of religious aspect or yes. you know, a Saint Nick that. <laughs> In theory, nobody, not everybody knows about. Um, you know, lesson learned, I guess. But uh, I think if it's general like that, I think it works out fine. I think it's good for camaraderie. So did you get? Um, did I always liked? Um, I think probably maybe where I learned it was um, my mom always had me give uh, gifts to my teacher oh, when yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. school. So did you get a lot of gifts from your teacher? You know, I did get from a, your students. I did get a few, surprisingly. Uh, in the school I was at, it wasn't. I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, parent involvement. Um, but I mean, I did. I mean, some of the kids. And it was all hand done. Actually, yeah. You know, as much as a parent, you say that, and as a teacher too, it's like, oh, that that means a little more that they didn't just go out and buy something that it was like handwritten or whatever. So yeah, it was it was nice. And you know, I tried to do a little something for them. It wasn't gift wise, but it was more. 
experience or you know oh. something within the school day because oh, um, that's cool so what you're saying is if i get you for the secret santa i can make you something <laughs> <laughs> i would love that and i you know i i've heard you're pretty artsy so I, you know then I'm macaroni pro- yeah, i'll probably try and go sell it somewhere then make a little oh, profit okay so. <laughs> Well, I trust your work would be high quality, <laughs> not, not a third grader. From a... Oh, I don't know. Might be an art project. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Some niece and nephews. I just like giving gifts, <laughs> too. So I, too. I like the whole holiday season mm-hmm. and... So I'm looking forward to it. Me, too. <laughs> thanks, thanks for sharing those. It, it, it definitely does help me. Well, that does it for today because each of us as radio's hosts knows the importance of keeping on schedule so our time is up, folks. If you'd like to suggest topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, send a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Azure Mahara, Tim Muma, and Jacqueline Peterson, I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening.